Welcome back. Huskies and the Pros podcast has returned for the final week of November. I'm Brian Dossler, your host. Apologies for being off last week. I was under the weather, but we are back this week. And hope you had a fun Thanksgiving, a relaxing Thanksgiving, as I have a lot to be thankful for here on this on this channel, on the Twitter page, here on the podcast. Appreciate all, all, all the listeners out there, all the followers of, of both the podcast and at Husky Pros means a lot. It's uh, I've, this is something that I've enjoyed doing both uh, the, the Twitter page and and this podcast now. Obviously, just like all of you listening, we're diehard, dedicated Husky fans, and this kind of gives me my outlet to 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 be that diehard fan to show off that passion. And I love finding all these little little things for for our players and we're gonna this is gonna be the 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 deepest dive into an episode uh so far really great stuff on on this show uh coming today and thanks again for listening on buzzsprout on spotify the last show that i posted a couple weeks ago it was our it was it was the highest listenership show yet so let's keep on building i appreciate if if you're if you're coming back and if you're a new listener welcome um, like I said, do do a heavy dive past past the tweets, I guess you could say, past the the, the tweets that I post because you can only talk about so much in those posts. So this is the Bria Hartley Curtis Kelly numbered show. If you can do some quick thinking there, this is show number fourteen. You probably wasn't expecting Bria Hartley. You definitely weren't expecting to, to hear Curtis Kelly on this podcast, but I'm recording this show, this episode on Sunday, November 26th. This will be posted Monday morning on the 27th. And this this coming fresh off Andre Jackson getting his third career start for the Bucks. We're gonna we're gonna dive into that. Jordan Hawkins, I feel like I'm saying this every week, but he's he's setting records, he's on pace for records. But we have people talking about him. We have NBA superstars talking about him. You'll hear that. And we're going to listen to a bite that I saw on Twitter about 10, 10 days ago now from Jordan Hawkins himself on just his mindset, his mentality. Really, really good stuff. It's a type of quote where you listen to it and you're like, man, this kid's got it. So make sure you stay tuned for that. But first, we're going to start with our G, one of our G League guys, Adama Sonoga, who's been absolutely balling out for the Windy City Bulls. He's averaging 18 points a game, 65.2% from the field, and half of his games in three of the six games, he's got a double-double. And these are big double-doubles, 21-14, and 26-14, just absolute domination from Adama down in the G League. And, and the 26 points was his most recent game. That was a career high. He had 28. It was a career high at UConn, so um, didn't pass that. But – Mentions and he also averages 10.3 rebounds. And I and I bring that out separately because one area that the five and twelve bulls struggle with is rebounding. 
entering Sunday, 27th in the NBA in, in, in rebounds, in total rebounds. Last season, they were 22nd. The year before that, they were 28th. This is all under Billy Donovan. So this team, this franchise has struggled to rebound the basketball. And as basketball fans, you know that the Bulls have not been not been a legitimate team. They, they, they've been flirting with the postseason, haven't been a, a, a true contender in quite a while. And you just look at a guy like Sonogo. You look, like, you look at a guy like Andre Drummond, who's on your NBA roster, and that's what he does. He just got to 10,000 career rebounds. He's one of 43 players in NBA history to ever do that. He's on your team. And he's getting about 12, 13 minutes a game. But I did a, I did a, a, a deeper dive into I, – I know I mentioned 27th. The Bulls are 27th this season entering Sunday in rebounds. But what does that mean? Well, what that means is in 17 games, they've been out-rebounded 14 times. So in those 14 games, they're 4-10. and 10. Obviously not a win recipe. And in – in the three games where they did out-rebound their opponent, they're just one and two. And, oh, by the way, in two of those three games, our guy Andre Drummond combined for 25 rebounds in those two games. In just 24 minutes, he had 14 rebounds and nine rebounds in, in 24 combined minutes. As I mentioned, this, this, you know, Drummond, I'm not saying he should be playing 35 minutes a game. But you have a weakness. You have a player that excels at the art of rebounding. He is quite literally one of the best players at rebounding in NBA history. Only 43 players have gotten to 43,000. Or excuse me, only, only 43 players have gotten to 10,000 rebounds. And bonus points if you listen to the last podcast. But there's one of three active players with 10,000, with at least 10,000 career rebounds, and it's LeBron James. It's DeAndre Jordan, and now it's Andre Drummond. So maybe the Bulls don't want to go with a veteran, with a 30-year-old to give them more minutes. Then why not go to your youth? Why not go to Adama Sanogo, who's averaging 10 rebounds a game with your G League team? I know it's only six games in. I know there's still plenty of time left in the season, but – you're also at a critical point of your year. You're five and twelve. This 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 team is. There's been rumors that they're trading Carousel, Alex Carousel, to keep Demar Derozan happy. Like this team has struggled to be in playoff to be playoff relevant. So for a franchise like that, wins this early in the year are critical, and they are off to a horrible five and twelve start. Again, fourteen out of seventeen games they've been out rebounded. In those 14 games, they are 4-10. That is not a winning recipe. There's one game they got out-rebounded by 20, obviously a loss. They got out-rebounded by 12 to the Nuggets, obviously a loss. It kind of feels like there's an easy internal in-house fix here to give Drummond some more minutes and to give Sonogo a call-up. Give him a shot. I will say the the to add more context to this as to what the Bulls are doing, Dale and Terry, their 18th overall pick out of last year's draft, he, uh, he's from Arizona. 
Um, he's been the guy, I mean, just from following, I think he was their guy last year. He was just constantly up and down between the Windy City Bulls and the, and the Bulls uh, NBA team because he's constantly, he's a two-way player. He's constantly going back and forth with them. So it makes sense from an organizational standpoint that they're going to give their first-round pick from last year the opportunity. Sonogo is an undrafted free agent, a two-way player. Look, I get it. I'm obviously biased towards any UConn player here, but the numbers are here. Sonogo's 10 rebound, 10.3 rebounds. That's good for seventh in the G League. Okay. This guy's just a rookie. And he leads the Windy City Bulls in total rebounds. So hopefully at some point he gets a shot. There's no way that you can keep Adama down there all season long. I know it's only November, but there's just no shot. But at least maybe in the immediate future, if you don't want to call up Sonogo, then give Drummond some more minutes. Just two years ago with the Nets, when he was traded to the Nets, when he traded from the Sixers to the Nets in, a, in the Harden deal with Simmons, he was, he was part of that package. He started 24 games with the Nets, and he averaged 11 and 10. Like, he averaged a double-double. And when he starts and gets starters minutes, I remember one game with the Sixers uh, before he got traded, he put up a huge double-double. It was like, 20, it was like 24 and 12 or some, something like that. Like, he still, he still got it. He still has it. So there's my pitch. Hopefully you learned something there. Again, the, the rebounding numbers are, are staggering how bad they are, and, and they've been bad the last three years, 27th this year currently, 22nd last year, 28th year before, all under Billy Donovan. So it's been, a, it's been an issue for three years now. That's, that's a large enough sample size. Something, something's got to change, and if you're 5-12, and 12, something's got to change fast. Andre Jackson, he made his third career start for the Blazers tonight. Again, you'll be you'll be listening to this on Monday morning, but he he made it this uh, earlier this afternoon on on Sunday. And since the last podcast, he's made three career starts. I believe it was a day or two after I posted the last one. And I and and the podcast was about him earning more minutes. He got a start, and obviously that's a good thing. It's it's obviously a good thing when our Huskies are getting starts in the NBA. He's been getting these opportunities because the Bucs have had some injuries to some key players. Jay Crowder, he's out for two months on a domino tear. Chris Middleton, he left the game a couple days ago, didn't play today here on Sunday due to a left Achilles injury. Bucks head coach Adrian Griffin is, is calling him day-to-day. It doesn't seem to be too serious. He's going to run through some tests, and they're not overly concerned. Um, but – it's given Andre the opportunity to start, and that's good. But I will also warn you that I've looked at the three starts that he's made, and he's not he's not getting quote unquote starters minutes. He's really getting the same. He's, I mean, it's a little bit more. I mean, most of his double digit minutes are are when he's been starting, but in his first career start, just twelve minutes, and he played the second fewest minutes in that game. That was a 127-122 win over Dallas. He was guarding Luca in his first career start. Luca did Luca still did Luca things. Love Andre and everything, but really, I mean, I watched the first quarter, watched the first five, six minutes of that game, and it was all Luca. Um in in his second career start against the Raptors, 17 minutes. 
again, not a top guy with with minutes second fewest among the, the main rotational guys. Some some bench players got some minutes later in the game. And then today, once again, just 12 minutes, by far the fewest by the starters. He only recorded one rebound in the 12 minutes. And this is this is more of just just like a heads up, like, hey, if you see that Andre starting, it doesn't mean he's going to be playing 30 minutes. This is all I'm pointing out. He's not averaging a ton of minutes here as a starter. He's not getting the starters minutes, even with Crowder out, even with Middleton out. There was a chance that Giannis was going to miss today's game against Portland. Then we're, you know, if three key guys are out, then like someone's got to play. Then maybe he would have gotten more minutes and more opportunity, more shots. But that was not the case. So, again, this is just purely pointing out that when Andre starts, it doesn't mean he's going to be playing 25-plus minutes and and playing crazy. I mean, Pat Connington, Bobby Portis, Cameron Payne, these guys are all getting more minutes than off the bench, which for a player that lacks offense in an offensive league makes sense. It's kind of funny when I when I was watching him earlier today, I was just thinking he plays the way, like at least for me, I'm assuming a lot of you, if you played if you played NBA 2K with your my player, when you first get drafted or when you first start with your with your new team as a rookie and you can't shoot, you can't really dribble, you can't really do anything. So you do all the little things. Again, this is at least what I did. You set screens everywhere. You 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 hog for rebounds, you know, you look for assists. And when you score, it's a huge deal because your jumper is not there. That's where Andre Jackson is. Super high IQ. We saw I've and and I've seen this so many, like just all a lot, is he'll literally be pointing at guys to go behind him and he'll set the screen. We've seen now that UConn, but with the Bucks, he does it a lot more for obvious reasons. He moves the ball extremely quickly. I mean, the ball is, is not in his hands for very long. He's always moving moving the ball around, always looking for the extra pass. He could have had a couple of assists. I believe he had a kick out to Beasley, who just missed a three-pointer. He looked opposite, a nice reversal. Just The shot just didn't fall. But it was just kind of funny when I made that connection. I was like, this is – he's literally just, just trying to get your teammate grade up. That's all he's, that's all he's trying to do. He's is Whatever the little things he can do, tracking down a rebound, getting a steal – you know, setting a screen for for a score, getting like a hockey assist like that. Like that's what he's trying to do, and that's what he should be doing. So, um, but yeah, just and and I don't I believe he played all in the fourth quarter today. The Bucks they 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 trailed by many twenty six in this game. They trailed by thirteen in the fourth quarter. Bucks came back and won one oh eight one oh eight one oh two. They held the Trailblazers to just thirty four points in the second half. Um it was all Dame and Giannis, as you can probably figure. Dame against his former team, first time he's playing Portland. But, you know, just just pointing out what I've noticed in his three starts, that's kind of what it's been telling me is that he's not getting starters minutes. Um, he's just kind of getting that first rotation and then just kind of falling, falling in there. I will say, though, the other day, this past week, when the Bucks played the Celtics on ESPN, that was his best game of his career so far. Career-high seven points. He had a three-pointer and gave some gave a little bit back to uh, to the Celtics bench and Sam Cassell and and Doris Burke was it was just funny because she was just laughing like oh Andre's like giving it to Sam Cassell and he's and he's laughing and it's just I just remember Sam Cassell Jr. and we were excited to get Sam Cassell Jr. solely because of his father. Just what a time! Never panned out. Obviously. Um, you know, just on one of the one of the teams that uh, 
was the start of the dark era, if you will. Um, never was the three-point shooter that you wanted him to be. I couldn't even tell you what his best game was off the record, off the top of my knock. And I'm sure there's – I hope there's one where he scored at least 20. That was a good game. Um, but, yeah, just just a thought that I had. He also had a, a putback in, in that game against the Celtics. He played well. He played well. Uh, so that was that was good to see. But that was seven points in eight minutes. You know, just like anything else where if you're clicking, then everything's working and whatnot. Um, you know, in the 12 minutes today, he didn't get a chance to take a shot. So it was it was a much different script. And, and when you're trailing by 26 in the second half, even with no Middleton, even with no Jay Crowder, you're probably not going to put in an Andre to to get, you know, looking for offense. I mentioned he hit the three pointer. Guys, he's four for seven from three to start his career. I know that's a small sample size, but he's made his last three because he went two for two in a, in a couple games before when he played, and then he went one for one with that. I mean, he had a sick step back, not against the Celtics the game before. I'm sorry that I'm not using opponents all here, but it's you. I, I tweeted out a video of a side-by-side of his last May three-pointer, which was in the Sweet 16 against Arkansas, and then that three-pointer against the Celtics in the corner, and his jump shot is just so much smoother. There's a point A to point B within the rhythm of, of his of his jumper. And it's clearly he's been working on the jumper and it's it's paying off. But four for seven from three, that's a good sign for Andre Jackson early on. Speaking of three point shooters, obviously we can't go an episode without talking about Jordan Hawkins. It's crazy that he's third on the rundown today. But uh, before we get into a deeper dive on his his week this past week. I want you to listen to something. This is what I teased at the top of the show. This was from about 10 days ago after talking after a game. And you talk about a guy that just dialed in and he just knows he belongs in this league. This is just something that as a fan, there's a parent, if Dan Hurley heard this, where you're just smiling because you're just like, this kid's got it. This kid's going to be just fine. Take a listen. I'm supposed to be here, so um, it's it's just another day. I mean, I mean, it's pretty cool. I mean, the names you mentioned and all that stuff. I mean, growing up since I was young, but I know I'm supposed to be here. Um, I know what I've done to get to this point. I mean, all the hard work I put into uh, to getting here. So, um, I mean, I'm I'm not saying like I'm supposed to have these games, but I mean, I'm not surprised as well because I just know how how hard I worked to get uh, to be at this point and how much uh, sacrifices I made. Uh, so. Um, I'm not going to let the moment get too big or, uh, I mean, I'm not going to act like I didn't do something special as well. I mean, uh, just keep it in the middle. Um, that's how I approach everything. So, Yeah, the first time I heard this, I just thought, pretty all-star, superstar. Like, this kid is locked in. <laughs> I'm supposed to be here. You know, I'm not surprised, but I'm happy. But that's the Hawkins we know, right? Never gets too high, too low with emotions. He never really showed much emotion at UConn until the NCAA tournament, which, I mean, duh. You know, not every – which when you're shooting, not every night is gonna, you're going to be hitting, making five three-pointers. But it did happen on Saturday night um, against the Utah Jazz. He hit five three-pointers. He had scored a career-high 21st half points. He ended the night with 25 points. It was a tough loss for the Pelicans, but the Pelicans have been playing much better. Uh, before the loss on Saturday, they had they had won five of their last six. They're now nine and eight on the year. 
Zion's getting healthy and, and playing extremely well. Brandon Ingram, uh, a couple of games ago, he had a couple big baskets for them. And it's a team that's just getting healthier. They're, some of their backcourt, Jose Alvarado, Najee Marshall, they're coming back from injury. Both those guys had been sidelined from the start of the season. But when you shoot it like Hawk, you're, you know, even with perimeter guys coming back, you're still going to get your minutes. And no different again on Saturday versus the Jazz. And I did some more digging and I saw that Keegan Murray out of Iowa and on the Sacramento Kings last year set the rookie record for most three pointers made by a rookie. And that was 206. So then I just, all right, how many did he have at 16 games last season? Because Hawkins is through 16 games. And through 16 games last year, Murray had 29 three pointers. And this year, Hawkins has 42 made three-pointers. So already a 13.3-point lead, if you will. Um, Just super impressive. Just every week, there's just something. And another another wow stat to throw at you, Hawkins and Wemby, they're the only three rookies that have three 25-plus point games. I mean – it's so early, but right now it's Wemby and, and Jordan Hawkins for Rookie of the Year. It's just, it's just fact. It's not. It's, it's just what it is. Hawkins is playing that well. We already have superstars talking about talking about him. This was another wow uh, moment that just kind of popped in my timeline. Uh, this was this past Tuesday. It was posted Paul George on the podcast P with Paul George. He was talking about there's there's a kid that I got my my eye on and and I think he really can be a huge impact player in the league and uh, he mentioned Hawkins but uh, enough of me let let's let's hear from from Paul. This kid has found his 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 game he's found his rhythm he's found his home um, and I've been a fan of him ever since he was training at uh, Proactive um, this summer. What are you talking uh, about? I'm gonna go with Jordan Hawkins. Shooter, shooting guard, plays for the New Orleans Pelicans. Really good, really good player, really good kid. Shoot the 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 shit out of it. He's got like the the Michael Red, like young Ray Allen. Michael Red, I like that. Just sharpshooter. Like he's a sharpshooter. Like okay. he can shoot the hell out of it. He's a scorer. He's been a scorer when he was at UConn. Um, big scorer uh, coming out of college. So, um, y'all 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 pay attention to to Jordan Hawkins. Now that's super cool. I mean, that's at this point, it would have been 14 games in something like that. It just, it's again, I, I, I hate to go back to 2K, but it feels like a 2K moment a little bit where, you know, you're playing well and, the, and superstars are talking about you, right? Um, but already he's put him, you know, Hawkins has put himself on the map. And uh, a couple of days ago, the Clippers did play, uh, did did play the Pelicans. So Paul George got his first look at Hawkins in real time, in real life. And it's just super cool that we're, that the NBA pipeline is back and um, you know, that we get to show off. Cause listen, it's been a long time since there's been a steady, a steady flow of, of players in the NBA. And hopefully this is the start of something. Um, you know, Tyrese, he's he's down in the G League, hasn't been, pl- been playing all that much, unfortunately. But, I mean, Joey C, just just a guy like, you know, Cal Pantera gains to the G League. 
you know, and, and hopefully next year we'll have, we'll have uh, Steph Castle, Stefan Castle and Donovan Klingon in the NBA, maybe even Alex Caravan and just keep that train going, just keep that pipeline going and having multiple guys and, and having just UConn taking over the NBA, just like how it's from the beginning uh, taken over by the WNBA as well. So um, certainly just great news when, when NBA superstars, multi-all-stars are talking about our guys, and uh, that was really cool to see. I just want to wrap up the show with just a quick note. I didn't want to make this a lead or anything, but Tim Boyle, I just find it more fascinating than anything. I can see the lack of Twitter interaction with Tim Boyle, so that's why I buried it down here. Um, but kind of cool that, I mean, we don't, I, I guess Husky fans and, and UConn football, they don't really claim Tim Boyle to be their own. Um, when you have one interception or one touchdown, 13 interceptions for your program, I guess that kind of makes sense. But it was cool that Tim Boyle and Will Levis, two Xavier High School graduates, got starts this past week in the NFL. That's that's crazy. Like for any, I mean, just just for any state, any hometown. I mean, that's that's really cool. I hope Xavier. I I, I hope the high school did something. If they didn't, it's a missed opportunity because that's a super cool, very rare thing to happen. I believe it's going to happen next week as well because. Um, Robert Silas said that Boyle's going to start next week, and I would assume Will Levis is going to start next week as well. All right, that's going to wrap up tonight's show. Thank you for listening. Really appreciate it. If you stayed here as well, really, really appreciate you. And um, if you have any feedback, please send it send it my way. Uh, DM me on Twitter. I'd love to hear your feedback. Um, I just want to know if, if you like the format of the show. Should I be doing something else? I am trying to get guests on, on the show. It's, it's very difficult because I'm not going to pay for Twitter and you have to um, pay for Twitter just, just to DM people these days now, uh, but not for me. I'm so I'm free, <laughs> but uh, for a lot of these accounts, you got to pay. And it kind of sucks. Cause like when I first kind of started doing this podcast, that's when it went to, it went to the sub, uh, subscription, but I'm not paying those ridiculous prices to, to, just to DM people and hope people come on my podcast. Um, but if you know of anyone and that, that wants to join that, that has um, that's just passionate with about, about our guys that on the NBA team that have a specialty and, and knowing about the fits and whatever for, for our players. And then, then please let me know. I am all ears and appreciate you listening and have a great week folks. Let's go beat Kansas.